Welcome back to a very special Christmas Eve edition of Lost in the Shuffle. Tim, what's up, my man? What's up, brother? Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Hmm, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining me on Christmas Eve. It is noon Eastern Central Time, 11 o'clock Central Time. What are you, what are you gonna, guys going to do today? Uh, basically clean the apartment because we are hosting this evening for my mom and my stepdad and my sister and her fiance. So deep clean. Yep. Deep clean. Well, the local areas, we're just going to close off the other areas. They're just not allowed to go into bedrooms and stuff because they don't need to. Of course not. Right. I don't need to see what's going on in there. Clean the visible stuff. And then I don't think we really need to cook anything too early today. Good. You know what sucks though, Tim, I was looking at things uh, to watch today there are no sports on TV. Did you see that? I did not. Zero. Football, NCAA, NFL, NBA, NCAA. Nothing. Fucking nothing is on. So get ready for a Man, lot of family time. <laughs> have to spend time with your family. That's all. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, boy. Got nothing here. We're going to have to watch uh, some movies or something. But um, I mean, it's Christmas Eve. That's always a good movie day. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, it's always nice to have, I don't know, something to to watch or look forward to live sports on holidays. I think they just go hand in hand or they should. Yeah, but tomorrow we actually get NFL games. Right. Which we normally don't get. Correct. Thank you, Omicron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brought we, have for right, we have them for right now. We'll yeah. see what happens in the next 24 hours. Right, exactly. Well, Tim, it has been a good year. I think this is the 34th episode uh, we have. And uh, we've obviously grown. And, you know, it's kind of uh, just been a good year all around. So um, good year in sports. Uh, for for a lot of teams, I know at the beginning of the year was a little rough for you was when the uh, the Chiefs lost to the Buccaneers, but you guys will make a run and we can talk about the Chiefs here in a little bit. But first topic I wanted to discuss was top three favorite sports moments from this year. So we're going to talk about our favorite sports moments of 2021. Tim, you'll go, then I'll go, then you go, we'll go back to four. So I'll let you go first. Tell me your, in no specific order, what's one of your top three favorite sports moments of the year? Okay. Uh, well, like when you asked me to do this today, I I had to distinguish what year was 2020 and what year was 2021 because they bleed together. Very easily, um, right? Yeah. So uh, I forgot that the Olympics were this year. And summer or winter? Summer. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> well, they were supposed to be last year. Oh, this they sprit- got pushed to this year. Right, yeah. right, right. And my favorite moment from the Olympics this year was when Gable Stevenson won the gold medal heavyweight wrestling and came back from down three points in the final 14 seconds of his match to win the gold medal. Okay, I don't that believe I really watched. Awesome. I don't believe I watched that live. I believe they might have covered it on Sports Center briefly that I might have saw. But he's a big, stocky dude, right? You said he's heavyweight, so he yeah. was down three points with 14 seconds left, and he just scored what yep. four points that quickly? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, and you know, we we don't always have the best of luck 
in uh, in the Olympics with the wrestling team. So it was nice right. to see someone get a gold medal. So he was for USA then. He was from yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he wrestles in Minnesota. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah. So USA baby, bringing home the gold. Yeah, did not remember that. We'll have to. I'll have to check that out later today on YouTube or something. Um, I was gonna say maybe we could like link all of uh, all of our choices. So. Yeah, put it in the description on uh, on the YouTube page. We'll do that. That'd be a good idea. Uh, one of my first ones was Derek Jeter inducted into the Hall of Fame. Derek Jeter was my favorite child, favorite baseball. <laughs> he was my favorite child, um, my favorite baseball player as a child. I love him. Derek Sanderson, Jeter. He uh, was inducted to the Hall of Fame. It was supposed to be last year. Got pushed back because of COVID and all that stuff. So he finally got his moment in the sun this summer. And it was just good to see him speak about his career. And he was almost a unanimous decision. Just a great player. And uh, I waited I waited for that just because I saw him growing up and I loved him as a player. So getting to see someone that you really admired growing up and then see them inducted the Hall of Fame was just like a cool full circle kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. My second one was, uh, you know, I'm an NBA guy and the Bucks won the NBA title this year. It's always cool to see small market teams win, in my opinion, because I just think it's it's way harder for them to get it done than it is the big boys. Of course. Like, yeah. The Celtics. So that was really cool. And and uh and the fact that the Bucks were able to do it with like a six-man rotation by the end of the playoffs because they were so depleted. But right. I thought that was really awesome. It just show, goes to show how good Giannis is. Really is, right? Yeah. Um, mine was a moment from the Cubs season. If you remember, Javier Baez uh, laid a swing and yep. uh, he was playing the Pirates, went to the first baseman. He starts backpedaling. Guy from third comes home. Guy at the first baseman throws it to the catcher, misses it. Javi runs to first. They throw to first, overthrow. Javi goes to second, takes second, almost takes third, but stays at second. It was just a crazy – he got in a pickle between home and first base, which is just asinine, makes no sense. So to see him do those magical things on the base path, that was just uh, one of the top moments where you're just like, that is just crazy. How dumb the Pirates are, first off. you got to be right. an idiot to just not tag him out, not know the rules or what's going on, and then yeah. to allow him to do something special like that was just pretty cool. Yeah, it's a force out at first, yeah. right? So, like, there's no need to get into a pickle. That runner does not score if he is out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Go ahead and score. I'm going to tag you regardless. So, yeah, it's just those kind of things. Very Pirates, but also very Javi, uh, very Javier Baez play. So I thought it was just hilarious to watch. And now he's two teams later. Correct. Yeah. So we'll see um, see where he lands. Oh, no, he did. Yeah, I'm sorry. He already landed with the, the Tigers. So, yeah. See how he does in Detroit. But, um, yeah, so that would be my number two. Uh, my number three is uh, from, in my opinion, the fifth national sport of the United States, the challenge. Yes. <laughs> and it was uh, seeing our boy CT win back-to-back championships. And how he really, uh, put himself up for that goat discussion in the challenge. And how, how cut did he get for that this season? Oh, absolutely. That season, right? Because the this, this season, mean, the season previous, he was thick. Two, mm-hmm. two or three C's thick. 
I mean, dad bod for sure. Yeah. And then got into shape and honestly whipped everybody's ass this season. It really wasn't close mm-hmm. who the next best person on that show was. Yeah. So, and now since he's won two in a row, you have to think he's going to come back to try and go for three in a row. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was wondering, do you, do you know if they pay certain cast members more than others? So uh, I, I figured this out a few years ago. So they, they get paid per episode. Like, so if you're on all the way to the final, you know, you get paid for every episode you're on. Okay. Now, if it's your first season, you're probably only getting like two or three grand an episode. But CT, uh, you know, Devin, Wes, if Bananas comes back, all of those people that have been on it for years they're going to make probably eight, nine, 10,000 an episode. Yeah. I was going to say, cause like CT is not making the same amount as like Jay is making, you know what I mean? Like I, right. or at least that's what I would think in my head would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's however many episodes you appear in. Okay. So that's how they yeah. get based off their uh, pay. Mm-hmm. My third, I'm glad I thought you might have taken it or something like it, but my third was, in July, Conor McGregor breaks his leg in the Poirier McGregor fight number three. Supposed to be the uh, rubber band match. It was tied one to one each, and then you know he checks the kick, might have broke, might have not. But then when he steps back, and that leg just bends, and everyone's like, "Oh!" and he starts pounding him, and then the shit talking after you wife sent me DMs. Just that whole nonsense was. Uh, just crazy it was a crazy night just to see that happen and then all the stuff after it oh yeah that was phenomenal and that was also when ufc was on their three pay-per-view streak of broken limbs yes weidman broke his leg on a mcgregor broke his leg and then i can't remember the guy's name but he was in an arm bar and he didn't tap and his like elbow like full banana snapped yeah yeah that was like three this year i remember yeah the Rideman one he checked same thing broke yeah, McGregor, and then, like you said, someone's arm or something Yeah, didn't tap, yeah. But that was just exciting and crazy crazy to see happen, so. Do you so, think McGregor's done? No. Not like, not finished fighting, but I'm saying, like, done. Competitively? That, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, in I, my, uh, my ideas about success and stuff, he has acquired generational wealth, right? He never has to work another day in his life. So, I mean, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know how they're, what they're, uh, what makes him tick, but you're not going to tell me that he trains harder now than he did when he was a plumber, when right. his back was against the wall, he literally had nothing. I got nothing. It was either he was on welfare or whatever it is. Like, this is my only chance. So like I am pushing myself. I think you're just like, it's just the hungry dog runs faster. So I think yeah. he's very satisfied and who he is. And he probably believes he has, you know, I'm one of the best. And he did, he elevated, you know, MMA and UFC and the biggest name out there, you know, especially for a lot of casual fans. They, they just know Conor McGregor. Like he's my favorite. Cause he's got the, you know, he knows how to market a fight. So I right. don't think he is going to be where he was um, previously. You, right? You, would you say over under a year before he's fighting Jake Paul? Oh my God. So let's talk about that. So do you think that kid is going to have like a legit career in boxing? No. No? He doesn't need to. 
I'm saying, but like he's, he's already making a ton of money doing these circus fights. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that could you could make a career in circus fights, I guess, right? Like he's like, I want to box. Who wants to be next? What C list athlete do I want to fight? And people right. pay, I mean, people tune in to watch it though. I think he's a smart enough kid to know where his bread is buttered with all this stuff. That's why I was interested to see him fight Tommy Fury because that kid can actually box. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I, I don't I don't think he's gonna try and fight anybody. Masvidal's supposed to be him. Did you see that? He wants yeah. to pay Masvidal like five mil to fight him or something. But again, like, you know, that's a UFC fighter. You know, that's that's a, a you know, a scrapper, a street boxer, a guy that throws all kinds of different strikes, not someone who's just a traditional straight up boxer. Right. He's he's got an advantage because he trains in one style. Do you think? Uh, did you watch? Uh, he's Tyra- also way bigger than him. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jake Paul's not a small guy. Yeah, he's like six two. Yeah. Twenty and thick. Yeah. Thick. Did you think that fight was rigged at all? The second one. I thought the first one was more rigged than the second one. Yeah, I didn't think it, the second it, one. I don't think either fight was rigged, but I'm saying but, I, I think there's evidence that the first fight would have been more. But mm-hmm. the, I mean, uh, Woodley's kind of a washed in that aspect yeah just trying to get a get a bag and call it a day right yeah and i mean good for him taking the fight on like what eight days notice or or whatever it was so Mm -hmm. get some paper yeah i know not as many people ordered that one but he's still probably made a ton of money off of it yeah people watch it and still you talk about or whatever it is like they're, they're generating revenue regardless right but um so today being Christmas Eve, tomorrow's Christmas. So, Tim, what is on your wish list for the Chiefs during the playoffs? Basically, what are you? What do the Chiefs need? What is on their wish list for the playoffs? What is something that you hope? Is it uh, you know uh, more consistent O line or receiver breakouts? Anything like that? What what, what would that be? Um, I mean, my big thing right now is no positive COVID tests for Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Uh, you know, we got hit pretty hard this week. A lot of players. I think we had 14 players on the list at one point. We got a few of them off. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Doesn't seem like they're going to move our game. We're just going to have to play the Steelers on Sunday with, you know, whoever out, which mm-hmm. is fine. I, I think that's fair. I don't yeah. like it when they have to move these games. I think right. that's unfair. Um, but yeah, just, no, no COVID for Mahomes. And, um, you know, I'd like to see him get back to what he was in previous seasons. You know, he's shown, he's shown glimmers this year, you know, especially early on in the season, he was really on point and then he kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch and, uh, you know, the Raiders games, he's looked really, really good, but it'd be nice for him to just have like a classic, you know, 350 yards, four touchdowns, no picks performance in the playoffs. I'd love to see that. Yeah. And I think he's on his way towards that. Right. I mean, we are starting to see a, a more of a progression of to who he was, like you said, previously, and maybe he started out a little slower, but I think kind of ramping up over the last couple of weeks, right. His playmaking yeah. abilities, things like that. Yeah. It's just weird for, for him this season, you know, he's really good drive one. Then he takes about two and a half quarters off. And then the fourth quarter, he's like, okay, let's do this now. Mm-hmm. Because generally the back is against the wall at right. that point. 
And, you know, that's great that you have a quarterback that can do that. I'm not complaining about that, but it's like, I'd like to see just a complete first quarter to fourth quarter, great quarterback performance. Mm-hmm. We well, can't that's complain about, you can't complain about your defense, right? No, I mean, we had, you know, probably our best corner, probably our best linebacker, and for sure our best defensive lineman out against the Chargers, and mm-hmm. we still only allowed 28 points. Right. I mean, granted, they did a lot of silly fourth down stuff that game, but I mean, the, the defense was making stops on those plays too. So yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy with how the defense has played uh, this last, you know, probably six, seven games. Yeah. I think there's good value on uh chiefs super bowl now as well with um, I think Packers might be favorite right now, possibly Packers. Last I saw they were co-favorites. So with the bucks, no, they were co-favorites with the Packers. The chiefs were, Oh, the chiefs were okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I would think. And then them. I think, yeah, I think bucks were three and Rams were four maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably some good value there. Um, Mine would be Bears are not going to the playoffs, so it would be to clean house, fire Nagy, Pace, sell the team, McCaskies, do something. But um, I read an article, and they talked about the Bears need a new identity. They keep holding on to that 85 Bears. We won in 85. We had a good defense. Like, that shit needs to go, dude. New uniforms, do something. Like, they need to rebrand as a new Chicago Bears because that nostalgia that, like, keeps people hanging on is fucking old, man. We're done with that. It's done. Like, you guys suck. Everything has not been working. Nothing's been working, so you need to clean house. That would be my wish list. Just fucking Santa just comes in and ga 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 exterminates everybody do you have a coach in mind that you want um i don't know enough about how who's available one thing i did see and i don't i don't know how smart it would be but the fact that we have justin fields and ryan day from ohio state i think i mean they obviously had a lot of success together and if you want to build a team around justin fields i would think maybe that would make sense what do you think I don't know. The last Ohio State coach to go to the NFL didn't work out so well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know, these college guys are real hit or miss. You know, everyone was really high on Matt Rule. Oh, excuse me. Right. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of turned out to be a dud in Carolina. Um, you know, I just I, – I think there's a lot of good young minds in the NFL – um, and the bears is a, you know, that's not a turnkey thing. There's, there's a lot of changes that need to be made. You you got to rebuild the offensive line. Um, you're probably going to lose Allen Robinson. So, I mean, you're going yeah, to, but that's to- fine. I don't care about Allen Robinson. He was a dud this year and he showed a lot of lack of effort on plays blocks downfield. I don't know if you've seen, but Bears fans are real pissed at him. Like he's like a powder, like he's pouting that he's not getting the ball. And um, yeah, but go ahead. I mean, regardless, he's still a good receiver and that's a spot you're going to have to fill. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to want to get as many weapons around fields as possible. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you can, I think there's a lot of good coaches out there. You could make a run at. Um, I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure that Ryan O'Day will be a call that they make that wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me but it, also if you're rhino day why why would you do that 
you're young, you could have that Ohio State job for 20 years. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, iconic, I get to go coach the Chicago Bears. It's just, like, pretty cool. And I don't know if it will work out. And I honestly don't know who's available and stuff. But all I know is what we got ain't working. So, and it hasn't been working for years. Isn't it still crazy that Maggie has an over 500 record, though? Um, I mean, we play in the NFC North, dude. You play the Lions twice. You play the Vikings twice. Packers is twice a loss. I mean, it's not a very hard division, honestly. You're playing Kirk Cousins. You're playing Jared Goff four times a year. So, I mean, those are com- I mean, those will be competitive games. And then, um, yeah. So, no, I'm not impressed. Fuck him. That's I'm not saying I'm impressed. I'm saying. I, I, I just thought it was crazy. Like, I thought his record would be way worse. They showed it on Monday Night Football, and I was like, oh, how is this guy having an over 500 record? Yeah. I'm not saying they should keep him. Right. I mean, it'd be funny if they did, but they no, wouldn't. it wouldn't. It wouldn't be funny at all. So that's what we'll see if we get uh, our Christmas wish list for our NFL teams. I think what yours we, is more realistic than mine. Um, I think they're pretty realistic. You, I mean, like you say, you want to stay healthy and have good production from your old line and wide receivers, right? I mean, I think it's pretty realistic. Yeah. I mean, good teams in the playoffs on both sides. Yeah. Um, so, like, tomorrow, like we were saying, uh, Christmas Day, best bets. Nothing better than laying some wagers on Christmas Day and watching some football. Like you said, we got football tomorrow. I'm, there's basketball on. Um, I think I saw last year that there's a trend in the NBA that the overs hit at, like, 67 or something percent. I have to double check into that, but I have my best bets for tomorrow. One of them I'm going to do is a teaser uh, with the Packers and the Colts. So we're going to take the Packers from seven and a half to minus one and a half. And then we're going to take the Colts from plus one to plus seven. I feel like I don't have to explain the Packers pick too much. The Browns pretty much died um, on Monday, but I see the Colts and the Cardinals going in opposite directions. So uh, Colts are getting them a a touchdown. I think is huge. Um, And the Colts, they had a huge win against the Patriots last week. Arizona is ranked 17th in opponent rushing yards per game. So very middle of the road. Uh, I don't think that's enough to stop Jonathan Taylor. And if you look anytime touchdown for Jonathan Taylor is at minus two fifteen. That's ridiculous. Minus two fifteen for an anytime touchdown for Jonathan Taylor. So that is the first uh, pick I'm going to do is that teaser Packers down to one and a half and Colts to plus seven. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to do a parlay. Same game. Colts Cardinals. I'm taking Colts money line because you can get that right now at uh, looks like it's uh, plus one ten. Okay, plus money. And then and then I'm gonna take the under in that game. Forty nine is the line I have right now. Ooh, it's all the way up to forty nine. <laughs> it keeps going up because it was forty eight earlier today. Yeah. I just think the Cardinals are kind of off right now. I don't know how Kyler hasn't really adjusted well to not having DeAndre Hopkins. It's mm-hmm. kind of been a security blanket. And, uh, and Colts defense is legit. Yeah. 
So uh, I, I just could see that being a low scoring game. Also, you know, it's short week for the Cardinals. Um, full week of practice for the Colts because they played last Saturday. So and they're coming I, off of an embarrassing loss. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I could just see that being a, a kind of a, you know, 24, 21 game. And, you know, the Colts just kind of drag one out. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Pats last week and I thought that was huge. Yeah, it was huge for us. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, my next one is so Indianapolis Colts, they rank 14th in opponent rushing yards. So very middle of the road. If James Conner plays, James Conner says he's confident to play, even though he has a heel issue. I'm going to take James Conner and Jonathan Taylor anytime touchdown, and that'll get you to plus 160. So both of these teams have a very average, uh, average of the pack run stop defense. I think they're ranked 14th and 17th. So I don't, I do see them both having success on the ground. So give me James Conner and Jonathan Taylor, both anytime touchdowns at plus 160. I like it. And if he doesn't play, then we got, um, what's his nuts behind Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Correct. So if he doesn't play, you would just plug in Chase Edmonds. Yeah. And what's nice about both those guys is they can, they could get a receiving touchdown just as easily as they could get a rushing touchdown. Yes. Uh, do you have any NBA bets? I don't. If I, uh, I just don't have any info on it, but you, it sounds like you do. So you give us, you give us a scoop. Yeah. I just, uh, I like, uh, I like the Suns minus five and a half against the, uh, against the Warriors. I okay. think, uh, I think a lot of people have been really high on the Warriors this year. They came out playing super well. Curry is just on fire. Um, the Suns quietly had a 13 game winning streak. Uh, they, I think they just national stage Christmas day. That's kind of the marquee game that day. Uh, I think they just kind of want to go out and prove that, you know, they can be the class of the West again and make it to the finals again. Do the Warriors have anybody out or anything like that? They're both full, fully healthy. I mean, it, with all of this COVID stuff going on in the NBA, I honestly am not sure. I, I know they're not missing anybody huge, but I'm just wondering what also change why the Suns are getting five points. They're at home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Any other NBAs? I usually just sometimes just go blindly and take the overs. Yeah. I mean, I I think that would be a a pretty easy game to take the over into. That's two really good offenses. Okay. Um, I mean, I I know the Nets have had a ton of COVID issues, so I don't know what's going on for that Nets-Lakers game. Um. I'm, the last I saw it, I think it's just a pick them. Okay. So, um, you know, I think it, if anything, it's going to be, you know, Durant versus LeBron, which could always be fun to watch, but, mm-hmm. you know, who knows how that's going to go this year. Is Kyrie playing yet or no? He's playing away games? I mean, he he literally got activated and one day later went on the COVID list. So, oh, okay. I. I don't think he's playing yet. And he's clearly not vaccinated since he made that thing. So I think he's got to be out for 10 days. Oh, okay. But, I just saw, I just saw Stephen A talking shit about him. And then Stephen A got COVID and everyone was laughing at him. Like you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not hard to get right now. Right. Yeah. It's going to pass so. around. 
That's why the NFL changes their protocols where you just have to have one negative test now. Yeah, hockey stopped playing. They just stopped playing. I mean, some of their best teams are in Canada and they are very strict about everything. So right. it's it's kind of hard for them to to be going across borders and then you can't really have just the US teams play when you've got I think they have what four or five teams in Canada. Yeah, so. Probably Edmonton, Winnipeg. Yeah. So. Um, so what is uh what's the movie you're watching today? One Christmas movie if you got if you gotta pick it. I think today I know everybody does Christmas story on Christmas Day, but I think we might do Christmas story tonight. Even though it's on twenty four hours tomorrow. Well it starts yeah, tonight, I think. Who yeah. watches cable anymore? You're right. I don't. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to be flipping through the channels tomorrow. It's just going to be like, okay, what should we put on? Yeah, we stream our shit around here, right, Tim? Right. It's 2021, man. Damn straight. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Four Christmases. Four Christmases is probably one of my favorite Christmas movies. That's a good one. We watched that one a couple weeks ago. Also, Tim, if you have HBO or you can stream it, 8-Bit Christmas. Have you heard of it? it. Did you? Wasn't yeah, that pretty it's like cool? a modern Christmas story. It is, and it's it's got like all that '80s nostalgia, which was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. and, and I thought it was, it, I thought it was, you know, it was a fun movie, and I thought it was funnier than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, it was made for children, but enjoyed for like adults and stuff. Like it was yeah. funny. The kids yeah. in there were were good, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris did a good job narrating. Like that was that was a good movie. Yeah, I I appreciate any new stuff coming out, new Christmas songs or new Christmas movies, because you can only watch, like you said, Christmas story or the Grinch or elf. Like I've seen it, dude. I don't need to watch it 500 times. You know what I mean? Right. So but they're always good to watch. Hence why we watched jingle all the way last night. Right. Like, yeah. No, it's not I a good it. movie, but it's, it's fun. Right. Yeah. It's just nice when new stuff comes out. That's actually good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the Grinch movie, the animated Grinch movie that came out a couple of years ago. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I didn't like the casting for that. I, I thought they could have got someone better for um, uh, the voice of the Grinch. Yeah. You know who, um, have, have you ever seen Kung Fu Panda? Um, there's yeah. like a the bad. Yeah. But the bad guy, the bad guy who's like the saber tooth tiger. Who talks like that? He's like the bad guy in yeah. Kung Fu Panda. I thought his voice would have been good. He's the the, the dad that is sick in Hot Rod. <laughs> that guy, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes, him. And then Dude, we I, we should just watch Hot Rod tonight. I mean, that's a Christmas movie, right? Yeah, you know, that's an any time of year movie. We just watched Being the Ricardos. Did you see that? It just came out oh, with like Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. And Javier Bardem. Yeah, it was enjoyable because it wasn't a like biopic. Like, this is her as a child. It was like a point in their life when she was accused as a communist. The paper said that she was a communist because she filled out this piece of paper that says she was when she was younger. And they're filming I Love Lucy and like their marriage is very tumultuous and it's like a small time period in their life. And it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. So I would say check that out. Yeah. Definitely need to see that. Yeah. Well, that's our show. Any last parting words, Tim? This is going to be the last time of the year. Yeah. I mean, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. That will be 
I think I, I have one more on uh, Monday. I'm going to talk to this baseball guy. But um, that'll be the last show with me and Tim for this year. Thank you for joining. We will see you next year.